Greetings, Troma fans, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by the first superhero from Los Angeles, Producer Todd. <laughs> okay. There you go. Are there any superheroes? That's interesting. Are there any that actually specifically come from California? Um, just easy here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had a cape or anything, though. <laughs> we know what his kryptonite was. Sorry, Todd. That's okay. <laughs> I, I had it in my brain and I had to do it. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think there's... Oh, wait. Peter Parker? They don't... Not California for Spider-Man, is it? No, it's, it's fucking... Fucking in the East Coast, he swings from fucking those buildings and shit. Oh, never mind. Yeah, don't you remember they had a no. they had to alter the first Spider-Man trailer because he shoots his webs between the yeah. towers. The towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I was like, most of them are either made up cities because I can't think of any that are like from Los Angeles. There's some comic geek that'll see this at some point and they'll like probably have 50 examples. What do I know? But uh, but yes, for now producer tad it's a bird it's a plane it's producer tad how are you doing tonight tad i was fine before i don't know where the hell what what just happened there i don't know things just come into my head and i say them that's just how i am for the but, and for the record his kryptonite was women you cocksucker i, I was going with the with i know the, what you were going with but the <laughs> only way i'm allowing it is the way i did it there you go there you go uh, so, so yeah, we got a couple trauma reviews for you tonight. Uh, we haven't had a, a actual review in a while, so uh, but we, we have had very ambitious. A lot have said that we wouldn't be able to do it, that there's not enough. Is our trauma 50th anniversary 365 countdown? So, you get a short on the channel every day just highlighting a trauma film, or in some cases, a piece of trauma memorabilia. Uh, each day, or toy or yes, yes, or any tromets that Todd has locked up in his crawl space. They <laughs> never know. You never know what you're going to get. But yeah, daily, daily. So check out those shorts. They're a minute. Uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to review stuff. This is a review show, of course. So we're going to, you know, go a little more in depth on the movies. Uh, so yeah, check those out. It's interesting seeing the ones that uh, that people embrace and or don't embrace in some cases, but there's a lot more than you think. We haven't even done Fatty Drives the Bus yet, or mm-hmm. Fertilize the Blaspheming Bombshell, Steph stuff, st- stuff Stephanie in the Incinerator, the hardest one to actually say. <laughs> a lot of great trauma titles out there. Uh, all right, so speaking of which tonight we'll get right into it with our first film which is a 1998 vampire film from trauma and uh, uh director brian evans tainted and tainted film geeks are on their way to a must-see midnight movie on the way they get sidetracked and stumble onto an unscrupulous vampire's plot to taint the local hospital's blood supply with undead hemoglobin blood-soaked mayhem ensues uh so tainted uh which you can actually get on the uh one of the trauma triple b header 
DVD releases. No Blu-ray as of now, but you never know. Maybe tro- maybe uh, Vinegar Syndrome will put it out at some point. Um, and it is streaming on Troma now, and I believe Tubi. Did this ever have a single release? I should have checked this before, but I was like... It did, but only on VHS. There was not a single release on DVD. But Dan, why don't you tell us uh, more about it? So this one uh, was shot in Detroit, local, uh, in fact, a lot of cool uh, local Detroit stuff that I'll talk about. But uh, this is essentially Clerks with Vampires is, is the tone uh, of on this one. Uh, Clerks, of course, at, you're talking 1998, uh, well, 98 into the early 2000s. Like, if you went into any teenager or young 20 somethings house room whatever they had clerks pulp fiction or a boondock saints poster uh boondock or all three <laughs> well, it was and, just, I'm gonna, and i'm yeah. gonna go with this director had all three <laughs> the director definitely had all three uh very i, I was oh, gonna go. say I actually think it's a bit misleading, but it's the same way I refer to it. It's like a vampire clerks movie. I think it's really only that because we're set in a video store because that dialogue is is all mimicking Tarantino more than Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, that that's true. But I mean, you have the snarky. Clerk oh, no, it's, it's, it's definitely both. Store. But yeah. the dialogue, if you listen to it, it's it's way more Tarantino trying to be cool than it is clerks. It, well, and it's more Tarantino, too, because this movie is not just a comedy. I mean, it does get serious. Uh, very 90s, if you're a 90s kid. I mean, it opens with the fucking Sarah McLaughlin quote. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it advertises its 90s. Uh, it's 90s pretty early on. Uh, I popped in the uh, Video Hound uh, store and the cameo from the Golden Retriever, Video Hound's Golden Retriever book. Uh, mm. everywhere which i pick that up every year and i learned because of this movie it was discontinued after 2021 no more i remember picking that up every year and i was sad <laughs> to hear that you could no longer get it but what was the last year you bought it it's been a while but um i probably stuck in until like 2014 or so till the internet and you realize i don't know why i'm still buying this (laughs) no after i mean i would i still the problem that i finally got with that is like when you have that many of them that takes up like three shelves probably of just Mm. golden yeah but uh yeah the 90s nostalgia is strong with this movie Uh, i really appreciated that it's low budget. It's better made, though, than I remembered. I, I probably haven't watched this since roughly 98 uh, or whenever the DVD dropped. Um, it's uh, very familiar. I think it was probably more unique at the time. But, uh, you know, 98, that period, we had a lot of like modern vampire movies, which usually do nothing for me. Uh, and I'm going to say... It was the 90s nostalgia more than the actual vampire storyline here that worked for me. But but 98, we had modern vampires with Casper Van Dien and 
uh, it, it's funny because they're in the video store and th this girl comes in and wants uh, to get his opinion on Nadja. I don't know if you remember the art house uh, vampire flick, Nadja, oh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> that, the addiction, uh, different things like that. I mean, I've always been very 50-50 on any modern vampire stuff. So, so the vampire elements in this movie didn't do a lot for me. Um, you know, you have the vampire bar and uh, a lot of stuff that that maybe wasn't that tired in 98, but now I could see somebody watching this now might have some issues with it. But um, you, you made the Tarantino comparison, and I see that, but, like, there's some very dead-on uh, Kevin Smith dialogue, like the rant on monogamy in the car. Like, that's a Jason Lee. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Jason well, Lee monologue all the way. So, but I mean, uh, overall, I think it's more Tarantino dialogue than that. But there's definitely yeah, some yeah. key spots. I mean, it's obviously both, but the general tone I got was that dialogue. Although I will say, fake Randall's definitely more annoying than regular Randall. <laughs> I don't know if it's the ginger dead inside part. <laughs> i did laugh uh when the guy answers and he's just like welcome to video zone batman and robin sucks how can we help you because <laughs> which was out that year i believe that was 98 i think 97 98 might have been 97 i think it was 98 uh so there's pugs when we need them <laughs> i i had so much fun just like looking around the video store when they were roaming oh, yeah. so that's always that's... <laughs> I I thought of you working in the video store when the guy comes in. It's like, do you have any videos where people get tied up? <laughs> <laughs> Only under the counter ones, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Only in my private collection. Uh, <laughs> what was the weirdest like request you ever got? Like somebody coming in and asking you, like. Do you remember like the the most outlandish thing somebody ever asked you about a movie or whatever? I remember being channeling my inner Randall when someone asked me, they're like, oh, do I have a VHS tape somewhere? I do actually. Like, oh, what's this about? And I'd be like, oh, you know, if you turn it around, it tells you on the back of the box. <laughs> Did you ever get a like, well, fuck you then? No, but I was like, that might have been the line. But, but it was a woman. They didn't say anything. <laughs> There's always the guys. I don't know. Do you want me to tell you about the type of customer? Maybe I shouldn't. Go for <laughs> it. You got to now. There's, to there was this, and anyone who works in a video store that rented porn will know this customer. There was two kinds. There was either the old man who'd like show up, rent porn and then like bring it back in like an hour so like his 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 wife like went to the grocery store or something that day and <laughs> squeezed one out <laughs> or then there was the dude who'd come in with the gay porn and bring it back in an hour also i'm assuming that was just so his wife didn't catch him <laughs> so <laughs> those are the two normal porn renters did you ever have to like uh you know you're you're you have these late fees on blood that on butt blasters seven <laughs> <laughs> just started talking really loud there were no late fees todd was pocketing all of that there, well, dude, now, I, dude you just threw what? a 20 at you and ran out the door to tell you like i would literally be like if you came with me and like 
hey, if I was in a good mood and you were being an asshole, I'd, I'd forgive late fees. I didn't give a shit. Out. Like, F5, done. Pretty girl, I gotcha. But now if you come at me and are hot, and I'll be like, no. You can't rent here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was an asshole. I like the picture that Ozzy worked with you and you knew him back then. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> oh, you know the best part? What? Uh, never mind. And this uh, is a let, let it go, never mind. Okay. Ozzy gets his hair caught in one of the rewind machines. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about this movie a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, lots of 90s nostalgia. I don't know how this would will play for a younger fan that doesn't remember the 90s at all uh but yeah i mean it's it's better acted than i remembered i mean it's solidly made um i was engaged enough that i wasn't bored watching this it's a little bit on the longer side uh and there's kind of a tone shift where it kind of becomes a more serious vampire film uh, in a way, like I said, this isn't all yucks by any means. Um, uh, I, I did the that one uh, gay vampires rant on bisexuals, like that was very <laughs> Kevin Smith. So, so if you're an aficionado of Kevin Smith's work or Tarantino's, check this out and it might put a smile on your face. The actual like vampire stuff was probably a little more clever then than it is now at this point where we've just we like i get it there's a vampire bar that's where they drink it's post true blood so it's a whole yeah pre true blood well that's what i'm saying sorry yeah we're post yes yes thank you and so yeah thank you (laughs) there you go there you go i knew what you meant did you catch Um, the line did you catch the line well that was a very world wrestling federation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before the pandas fucked it up for us <laughs> i just thought uh, i was like all right now that definitely dates it <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean there are moments like i said uh the our uh alex and uh adia his former girlfriend like you know most of that they, they the drama works works well if you're like a big fan of vampire films you might uh, enjoy this we don't get a lot of background on our villain just the general sort of emo just, you know i want the world to feel my pain kind of guy but uh overall solid movie heavy on the nostalgia so i uh, you know i get oh go ahead I, it's funny because i've i really like this when it came out and i know you were talking about how it looks better made the the vhs look like shit <laughs> yeah it wasn't a very good transfer um yeah. versus uh the the dvd even if it is i forget what they call the technology where it's three movies on one disc we just mm. call it a low bit rate but they gave it some magic name but even at that and i watched it on um a trauma now also it looks it looks very like a movie now <laughs> yeah it, I think there's a lot on Troma now, and you'd know better than me, but I think there's a lot that looks better than their fi- any physical media release that Troma's done of the actual film. So that's a yeah. reason you might want Troma now. It's only five bucks. Um, they get a lot yeah. of other stuff, too. Um, 
but yeah, like I and they're getting a 4K this year. A lot of the Vinegar Syndrome like 4K Masters are coming too, and the Tox Avengers are coming. So there you go. I'm excited for that. Hopefully, we get Terra Firmer in 4K. I would like Terra Firmer. I that's that would be a good 4K. Maybe Vinegar Syndrome. I don't know. Maybe Tromo will do it themselves. Uh, so. Let's go ahead and rate it. Um, I'm going to give this one a gener- a, a generous three because I do think the nostalgia factor worked for me. Uh, and it, it's it's well made. It's not the cheesy trauma flick. I know a lot of people out there think that trauma movies are all alike. They really aren't. So three stars for me. What say you, Todd? Um, I, this one, like I... I have a big nostalgia with it, like going back. I rem- and it watching it now, it brings up nostalgia of back then. So it's it's like double nostalgia. Like it, it works really well for me. Um, and I'm being extremely high in this, but I am a four. I'm almost a four and a half, but I'm going to be reasonable. Uh, you know, what? screw it, it's Stroma. It's their fiftieth. Happy happy fiftieth. It's a four and a half. It is one of my favorite pickups. Okay, uh, awesome, awesome. So, there's a good chance you're going to really enjoy this movie. Uh, and I do, uh, and I do recognize the weaknesses. And I'm also not very modern vampires, except for the movie Modern Vampires. I really like. So, feel free. yeah, I, there's there's more exceptions to the rule than I than I realize when I go down the list. But for me, like vampires, like Universal, Hammer films, you know, Gothic castles, like me just seeing a vampire like modern day underwear model that's you know walking out in the sun and like a lot of the shit that they do now it's like eh, this just kind of defeats the purpose they're not interesting to me anymore yeah Yeah. give us give us something like bordello of blood we'll take that too (laughs) we'll take bordello of blood we will take uh cinemax vampires those are modern vampires embrace the vampires a classic uh, we'll have to. Re- That's a trilogy we got to do at some point. Some yes, I and I was thinking of the other one. I, I said that one, but I was thinking of the Alyssa Milano one. They got a remake. Which one's that? Embrace of the Vampire. Embrace of the Vampire. Yes, yes. Well, it's very, very close. Okay. Yes. So, a little tainted. who's the boss finger action. Um, all right. <laughs> you cringe there a little bit. It's like I watched Who's the Boss. Dude. No, no, no. I was gonna make another Who's the Boss joke, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next film is from 1984, and uh, director Rufus Butler Cedar, and it is Screenplay, which follows a detective who is investigating a series of murders discovers that they are similar to the slangs that incur- that occur in the new script of a wannabe Hollywood screenwriter named Edgar Allen. All right, so screenplay, some, uh, some Hollywood uh, trauma here. Uh, so screenplay is kind of an homage to silent era horror films, the, the German expressionist films, um, and... Before I get too deep into the movie itself, I will throw out there, uh, we have in this film, Gary Kushar, uh, who was a huge underground film scene director, started in the 1950s. Uh, he was good buddies with John Waters, and uh, uh, he was known for like The Devil's Cleavage and a ton of short films, if you're unfamiliar with his name. 
he was also the star and writer of Thundercrack, which uh, Synapse put on Blu-ray years ago. That's a very bizarre cult oddity if you're a fan of stuff like The Forbidden Zone or uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thundercrack's a weird one. Um, so we have him. Uh, we also have uh, James Connor, who kind of went on to be a somewhat notable character actor. He played Pat Buchanan, of all people, in Watchmen. He was... Uh, in About Schmidt and a bunch of big movies. Uh, Future World, actually, before this. So those are some familiar names. Uh, one and done director uh, with uh, Rufus Butler Cedar. And this one's interesting because this movie really doesn't get any coverage. Like, it's, it's very rarely talked about. Uh, but it is another unique trauma pickup. I think that uh, that deserve to be highlighted. Uh, again, probably a very particular audience for this. If you don't get what they're uh, you know paying homage to, you might not get a whole lot out of it. But if you like old school uh, Hollywood and uh, the films I mentioned, I think it is worth a watch. Uh, this one uh, also uh, very. Uh, very limited sets. I think it's like three, three like sets that they keep redressing and make <laughs> the movie look uh, a lot bigger than it than it than it is. Um, and uh, yeah, this one's a, effectively a comedy, um, and I enjoyed it. I don't know that this one's going to be for everybody, but uh, Todd, I think you probably enjoy this one. I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts. Uh, I am. I mean, even back when I first saw it, I mean, it's always been one that I in this era when they were putting stuff out on on tapes and I was grabbing them. This was one. It it felt like just the matte you know, paintings in nineteen eighty four too. That was cool seeing. And it, it's it, it's weird because it's it feels very experimental, even though it's like doing a style that we know, but doing it in eighty four to me makes it makes it experimental because it wasn't something that they were doing and just with the like you mentioned the limited sets i mean just being able to make yeah. it the scope feel like so much more than that same three sets that they just had to redress that's yeah <laughs> it it's uh it's very it's very impressive I'm, I'm surprised like you're hard pressed to find anybody that has seen this or can talk to you about it uh, probably factored into being a one and done director, uh, which is a shame because I think there was a lot of talent there. And yeah. uh, I, I would have been curious to see what he might have done next. But I like films like this where it's like we're just in a, for the most part, in this apartment complex and you meet all the eccentric uh, denizens of the complex and uh, we get the old starlet Nina Ray, the old uh, oversexed starlet uh, <laughs> who's trying to seduce uh, Edgar and basically anybody she can get her hands on. Uh, I like the line where she talks about how she fucked Karloff and then tries <laughs> to essentially, uh, essentially Weinstein Edgar in the tub. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of, kind of funny. Um, uh, 
And uh, that there's a little bit of gore in this. I wouldn't call it a gory movie, but uh, you get the motorcycle scene with the truck and uh, the <laughs> when the dead dog is thrown in the tub with Nina, I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. And I love dogs, but it was pretty funny the way they did that. Uh, and there's it's still a trauma film. Uh, again, not uh, in house, but uh, seeing. Uh, there's some politically incorrect stuff. Our our, our roller skating character uh, <laughs> in the bathroom, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a really I enjoyed it. I think this is a solid Hollywood satire, and visually quite interesting. Again, Matt, the, what you can do with an old school matte painting and uh, just redressing three three sets like they did to make it look so big uh yeah i had a lot of fun with it that and that's what i love like this show in particular is a good example of what i love about trauma because we got two totally different films coming out around the same time for trauma at least um on on you know physical tapes and stuff um but it, it, it's like always something different you never knew exactly what you're gonna get even with full mm -hmm. moon you kind of knew what you're gonna get every time with trauma, with all the pickups, because everything wasn't in house, it was, it was all you never knew, and so it was, you know, fun trying to find something that you really liked. And both of these just hit it for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, th these were two good ones to highlight because it again, it really shows trauma. It's not all dick and fart jokes. It really isn't. There's there's a lot more to trauma, and I think the image that people have of it is it's you know projectile shit and uh you know ball sacks and it is that it is that but it's a lot more it's not always dicks fart jokes and ball sacks so so here you go there's two sometimes you get all three shakespeare sometimes. shitstorm looking at you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh so check these out uh, i think they're they're both they're both cult films that deserve uh to be seen at least once and yeah see what you think uh so todd what do you give screenplay um i do really like this i i, I hate i hate feeling i give everything a four but this one is a four for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go a little bit higher uh three and a half because i do think this is this stands out because it is so unique uh, I think the audience, though, I'm not going to lie. I think it's going to be smaller for this than even Tainted. So, yeah, you you got to look into it and see, uh, you know, does this oddball black and white Hollywood satire appeal to you? Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Two unique trauma films. Uh, we'll have more coming your way once again every single day. You'll get every GD day. <laughs> And I'm not saying when we get into like 365, they may not all be uh, like, you must go see this. Yeah, they're not all recommendations. We're highlighting yeah. a film a day. Highlighting. But uh, so far, we've had a lot of good ones. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been inspired because I have gaps in trauma. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab some of the stuff I don't don't have. And, uh, you know, 50th anniversary, one of the last truly independent uh, companies out there, independent film companies out there. So 
Yeah, whether you're a streamer, you still buy physical media, support Troma because it'll be a sad day when if they ever went away. So yeah. keep supporting them. And, and we, uh, we don't have to do it again, Dan, until 2039, and then we can do Full Moon 365. <laughs> we're going to have AI, Lloyd <laughs> Cyborg, Lloyd Kaufman, <laughs> just uh, raging against all of the future fast food chains. Uh, <laughs> here's a thumb drive, Big Mac. Just yum. Uh, anyways, as long as we have sex bots, Todd. On that note, we will see you back here next time for more trauma. Good night for now, and come again, as we say on After Dark. Stay traumatized. There you go. Good evening. <laughs>